Hey, good morning, Faith Fellowship. Hey, so uh, you know that we just finished having ACR and this Sunday morning is gonna be a little bit different because uh, one thing you've been getting good word, good teaching all week, but now you need to decompress what it is that you've been learning. Because really at this point, you gotta start figuring out, well, how am I gonna apply that? Um, you know, if I heard all the night sessions and so I know what I have to do, <laughs> you know, concerning that. But some of you heard day sessions, some of you are with the kids, some of you are just in conversation with other individuals. And so I think what we wanna do, you know, I, uh, you know, there was some contact made with some of the family. We'll hear from the Beaches this morning. We'll hear from the Rileys. We'll hear from the Donovans, the Jelks. And then I'm gonna just still open up the floor to whomever uh, has something that they, you know, really want to share, need to share, just concerning uh, all church retreat. Um, it's really a special time for us as a family to go. Hopefully uh, you are able to go. I always have kind of a weird work thing just because of Tampa. I'm always taking off for that. And uh, I don't have summers off like most colleges do. I work year round. So it's kind of always like that for me, but still driving up just the hustle and bustle, getting there, getting in my seat and then George Grace, you know, kicking me in the teeth. I'm like, eh, the long drive for that, <laughs> right? And so, man, uh, really just a, a, a blessing there. And so I think what we wanna do is have the beaches come up. Yeah, I think at the end of, of everybody will contribute as, you know, they feel led to, don't, don't feel pressure, but this is a smaller environment than being doing it on Tuesday night. This can bless us, right? in our class and together, what did you hear? What are you gonna do? How are we gonna move forward? Because remember the whole idea is that if you're in faith fellowship, it's together, right? And so, yes, I'm not gonna necessarily uh, make some sort of list and hold you accountable to it later. I may remind you if we end up in counseling sessions, <laughs> like remember when you said, <laughs> you know, this is not in keeping with that, but uh, definitely share with us um, share with us, how did your kids process? Uh, what happened? What'd you see? Did anybody get saved, you know, around you, around your kids? Um, all of, all of those things. Okay. And so, um, little bit more informal, um, just so you can take a breath process for those of you that didn't get a chance to go, you'll get to hear from those that did. And so, um, yeah, we should be blessed this morning. Okay. So beaches, would you guys come up? All right. So we'll just, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was awesome to go to Old Church Retreat. Something that we didn't want to do when we first came here because we we're like, ah, what? you know, it's in the middle of summer and we've gone for the last how many years? Four years. And it's been pretty awesome every year. So, um, yeah, so what really hit me, so we, night one, you know, George Grace was just talking about what you know and why you know it so what you believe and why you why you why you know that and that's a big thing that a lot of places try to you know that try to teach their kids hey why you know this is what you believe but why and where can you find that it seemed like everybody that we talked to was was leading us there uh one of the morning sessions i started taking notes on vans little deal and i had one line because it was so short i thought he was going to deliver a full-on sermon and he he took us to numbers and Numbers chapter six, I believe it was th verse three-ish, one through three. And it talked about two men. I'll just kind of paraphrase it for you. It talked about two men that were um, suffering from leprosy. And they went before Moses and they wanted to observe the Passover. And they said, hey, man, we have leprosy or, or we're, un no, not leprosy, but we're unclean. We've touched a dead body. We want to observe the Passover. What do we do? And he said, I don't, I don't know 100% what you do. Let me go talk to God. Well, I don't know a lot of people sitting around today that are having that one-on-one -on -one with God like Moses. That was an awesome relationship, but we have everything we need in God's word and it's there for us to search out. And that was a big heavy hitter is get enrolled in some more discipleship classes or in more um, LFBI classes. We need to be feeding ourselves in that regard. Um, and uh, sorry about the blowing in the mic. Um, and then just the other thing that just really hammered home was just Dan Renault preaching about prayer. You know, a big just phrase that he said is 
our very existence as a Christian is founded upon a prayer. It started with a prayer, us calling out to God and saying, I'm a sinner, I'm a fool, I've messed up, and I need you. And then we say, oh, well, I, I've fixed everything, and it's all good to go because I did that prayer now. I don't need to pray anymore, or I'll just you know, say thanks for food. And that's not the way we're supposed to do things. I was looking just before we started, there's 131 verses in the Bible over prayer. You know, there's that many. God is calling on us. You know, it says that we should call, you know, in James, if it's one, um, let me dig through this, James. Not James 5, but uh, the book of James, you guys, I apologize. I had it and then this smartphone, I touched it and it went away. Um, here. So, there's multiple places in James, just one of them right now, um, as Del was talking, our friend Eric McKinney called and he said he needed to go to the hospital. Um, and one right here, James 13 says, among, if any among you is afflicted, let him pray. Is any merry, um, let, his, um, let him sing psalms. But for us, we need, you know, we need to pray. If we go to 14, it says, any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. So we're supposed to do that together and over people who are sick but more importantly what are we doing where is our prayer closet and are we digging in do we have a shovel and are we really being entrenched in prayer so that's something that i'm going to work on this year is revitalizing my prayer life and using that time in the car when i'm by myself on the way to work on the way home from work is just getting in there and so i would appreciate you guys asking me hey where are you at how is that going right because there's nothing on the radio that's really going to top that. There isn't. So that's that. So I had three things that for me, like, were the biggest takeaways. Um, the, the first one, and it seems kind of simple, but it was on the, I think, the very last presentation um, when, we, when um, Joe was talking about hospitality and be hospitable without grudging. And so that for me was an encouragement because we're always looking for ways to open our home. And it, um, I think typically we're like inviting families from church that we already have relationships with. So his encouragement to like get on that bless your home app and just like start going to your neighbors and making it really awkward and like putting yourselves in their face. Um, that would take me way outside my comfort zone, but it's the encouragement I need to um, open up our home to, you know, people that maybe don't, aren't on the same page as us and use it as an opportunity to draw them in. So that for me was one of the big things. Um, one thing that wasn't necessarily a lesson, but it was just God showing up was, um, I shared before that I'm going through this read the Bible in a year chronological plan. And so during camp, I was doing it at night after I put the kids in bed and I had read um, that the night's reading was um, second Chronicles, the passage about Hezekiah. And admittedly, I was like really struggling because it's at night, I'm exhausted from camp. And I, to be honest, have trouble a lot of times with these um, Old Testament books that where I'm going through all of these um, different Kings. And it's been kind of, um, a challenge lately because there's been so many terrible kings like ter awful person after awful person after awful person and I felt like we got to Hezekiah and I'm like oh there's there's good here but I didn't have time to dig in um and the next day that like literally the next morning um we covered second chronicles 30 18 and 19 and that was the exact passage that the night before I was really having uh, struggles with learn um like pulling from it so for me that was god saying like hey i've got you I, I, you know i'm showing up and i'm gonna help you put this together so that for me was um a standout and then probably the biggest thing and i i immediately grabbed my phone and put this quote in here the quote was um god will act in response to our pleas but not in response to our silence has anyone ever been saved without someone first praying for their salvation and um, for me, that was a huge encouragement. Um, so I have family members that I've been praying for by name uh, to specifically since August. And 
Over the last six weeks, there's been a huge division in our family that's been caused by those two specific family members. Um, and from the outsider's perspective, and even for my mom, it seems like hope is lost. Like this is the end, there's, we're not gonna recover from this. And I've been trying to tell her, mom, it's working. What we're doing is working because this is what you would expect if you're, if you're attacking them in prayer. Like if you're using that weapon, sure, Satan's gonna try to you know, ramp up his efforts and um, you're gonna expect to see this, this chaos and this division ramping up. But for me, that's an encouragement because it tells me there's a bigger spiritual battle going on. And for me, the lesson I learned is don't stop now, like keep going, double down on your efforts. Like if you were praying for them twice a week before, double it, do it, you know, four times a week, pray for them every day until we see the resolution and the fruit and hopefully their salvation come from this. So those were the things I took away. Okay, so that's awesome. And um, I think that that kind of gives us an opportunity to just have some prayer requests. With, with, let's do this. Let's get in just to uh, some small groups of, you know, people that are close to you or uh, don't pray, you know, necessarily by yourself. But let's pray about these things. One, just in terms of, I think, there are people that we know that need the gospel. And it may have been a while since we have prayed for them, because the one thing that sometimes we do, if we don't see um, that there's a softening of their heart, then we may tend to kind of go, ah, well, I will circle back around and I'll get reinvigorated when I see that they're making these steps. So you pray for the steps. <laughs> That's the thing you and what involvement do you have with that? Right. I love that you that you reminded that. So. Let's lift up those individuals pressing like right now, you know, somebody in your family at work in the neighborhood that, you know, absolutely needs the gospel because now and here's what I want you to do now just to be prepared that when you ask the Lord to move in their life, that you may be the one that has to go and take the gospel to them. Okay, you have to understand like that's the other side of the deal. It's really easy to pray for somebody and then your involvement is like this. Ah, well, God, you figured that out. Oh, they didn't get saved. Well, that's too bad. You know them. They're related to you. They live with you. They work with you. So at least be prepared for the responsibility that may come that you have to be willing to share the gospel. Okay? And so make that one of our, our, our uh, prayer requests and we'll have a short season of that. The next thing that we need to uh, just be praying for to um, uh, Ken's point is getting equipped. It's something that if you think about how these things just linked from, from James's message to my message to, the, to right here, we're saying there's something about the word of God that you have to go, you have to dig. You got to do the work with it. It's not enough for you to just hear good things. The Lord wants you to put your eyes on it. Okay, so that, that is a decision time for some of you concerning D2 and LFBI, Bible study, discipleship. Okay, so can, can we pray to the Lord? Here's the, here's the prayer request. What would you have me do next? I don't listen. I don't, don't be guilted into anything because I said anything. The thing I want you to ask the Lord is, what do you want me to do next? If you're going to be submitted into faith fellowship and you're not a part of one of our second or first Timothy, I just gave it away. Our first Timothy Bible studies. You should join. Right. You should be accountable in that way. Be a part of it. Because um, we are going to go into second Timothy. If you're not finished with D2, guess what? <laughs> that fall semester is coming. Get in. There's classes, and I don't know, and, what, and, and I'm sure the announcements people in our class will make sure we get the class list of what's going to be available for us, LFBI, but those things are going to be coming up as well. And so ask the Lord, what would you have me to do? And now here's the other side of that in terms of prayer. Don't just ask, and then the Lord tell you, and then you don't do anything. Okay, it's just like the whole thing with the gospel. Lord, save this person. I'm going to use you. No, you don't need me, but save this person. 
See, it doesn't work like that, right? You gotta, what I want you to kind of come away with ACR is I don't want you to just go, mm, that was good. And then we don't do anything with it. Who cares? Great, it was preaching, of course it was good, but what are we gonna do with it? Okay, so there's an action item for you in both. How would, how would you double down on, on continuing to be, get equipped and then how would the Lord use you in the life of somebody that you know needs the gospel? Okay, let's pray. And then uh, once you hear my voice again, then uh, I'll, I'll close this in prayer and then the Riley's, you guys come up, okay? Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much just for everything that you're doing. And Lord, thank you for the testimony um, that the beaches had to bring and and Lord, I think all of us just have a lot of things that we've been pondering and considering those of us that are new to the faith and those of us that have been around for a while, Lord, uh, it was evident that you were speaking. And, and so, Lord, we're just considering that, um, Lord, there is some equipping that still needs to happen. Um, at no point, Lord, or is that work ever finished and, and really just to, well, we have to endeavor. Um, that means we have to toil, we have to work to, to mine those things out that uh, you have uh, for our life. Um, Lord, you don't want us to wrestle with insecurities and for the rest of our lives or wrestle with making poor choices for the rest of our lives or some you know, besetting sin. Uh, Lord, the answer is in your book and uh, Lord, we have to not only find it, but then we have to believe it and then live it out. And so I just pray that, Lord, we would take the opportunities that are afforded us in this church. Lord, we are, we are so thankful, so grateful for um, the various ways that a person can learn your, your word, um, Lord, including the you know, emotion study and just, again, a biblical viewpoint. Um, is what you know we're we're promoting here we want to we we want to know what your word says we want to be comforted by it we want to be led by it and so father what would that next step be for us as a group um, i know you know what mine is and but lord I, I just pray that it would press upon our hearts to really consider um Lord, there is something that we could do. And then Lord, I just pray that you would remove our normal procrastination or distractions or excuses that just normally stop forward progress. Lord, I pray that we would start looking at when we're not moving forward with you, then we're just sliding back because uh, you're in constant motion and you move forward. And so Father, I. I pray that we would have a heart, a desire to move forward, that it wouldn't just be something that we could say, that we wouldn't just be emotionally jacked up because we've had a good time in, in your word, but that Lord soberly, we would consider that there will be things that must be sacrificed in order for us to move forward. So Lord, help us to do that. And then uh, lastly, Lord, just considering those that are around us that are lost, Lord, and I wanna add to that, Lord, there's the, the believing that is not faithful um, Lord, in some cases, they act just as the loss and they carry your name. And so, Lord, I, Lord, would you give us the opportunity to encourage this week? Lord, we, we need to call, we need to text, we need a coffee, we need a dinner, we need a lunch with somebody. Um, Lord, would you make, would you set, set our schedules, make those appointments? Lord, tap on our heart, even now as I'm, as I'm praying, Lord, that there is somebody we just, we've been thinking about, we miss them, they're not here. Um, Father, keep them safe. Uh, whoever that, that may be, those that we're thinking about. But Lord, I, I pray that they feel like they're missing something because they are. It should be with us. And so Lord, just, um, Help us to reach out and then to look at those that are lost and to get in those conversations and dig in our word and, and not have a script prepared, but Lord, that we would just tell the truth of our heart, how you saved us. And so, Father, please do a work. Lord, Lord don't, 
don't let us get away with just living out this walk the way we would define it. Lord, there is something you are wanting us to present to you that you have already defined by Jesus Christ. Help us to do that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, Riley's. Good morning, everyone. Um, so I don't have as much to say uh, as Maria, so I'm going to make this brief. Uh, just on my part, um, I'm still kind of processing everything. So I think it was it was Friday. I was actually at the pool and I was talking to um, talking to a brother from Harvest, and we were just kind of joking, talking about how COVID has made us lazy. Because we were both sitting there just kind of groaning about all the walking and everything and just, you know, sit complaining while poolside, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, you know, first world problems. But, you know, you know, we laughed about it and moved on, but it stayed with me because um, it kind of, it, it forced me to kind of look back over the last year, year and a half of my life and um, just how everything shut down everything that I was doing kind of stopped and how you slowly start to kind of wind your way back into, you know, life and your routine and the things that were in my life in 2019 that didn't, haven't quite made it back yet. And so then we go to the session and uh, George Grace is talking about just, man, the, um, making a commitment to um, to grow and to um, getting into LFBI. And um, that was one of those things that I hadn't done since 2019. I hadn't taken an LFBI class. And even then it was a, um, it was, I was auditing a class like, which is, it's not a waste of time, but I, I me personally, if it's not for a grade, any excuse to slack off will will find its way in. So, uh, if, if if I'm not being graded on my work, eventually it just kind of falls to the wayside, and it's just an art. You don't take it seriously. It's if you're gonna do it, be about it, be serious, get in it, take it seriously. Um, so, I mean, without rambling on, that was probably my biggest takeaway was just my time in the word. Um, Lately, it's been very surface area stuff. It just, I'm, I'm not getting those deep things. And a part of that is just from lack of uh, focus, lack of uh, intent and commitment to just be in the word with the Lord and just put in the work. Um, and that's something that's been missing from my life that didn't come back from sitting around and doing nothing for, you know, an extended period of time. Uh, so that's the thing I took from Cap. I feel like I have a lot, but I feel like it'll go fast. Um, so I just have different points and um, what I took away from it. So coming into camp, I was kind of having a hard time, both mentally and physically, because my shoulder just said, we're done, like a few days before, you know, and then all the testing things. So it was it was a struggle going into it, but it was perfect because I know that God was going to show up if I just looked for him. So my prayer going into it was like, okay, God, I need you to show me something like I'm, I'm limping over here. You know, I need you to feed me anyway. Um, so Joe McKaig taught on humility, which was so wonderful and everything. Um, so here are some points that he made um, that I plan on taking. Well, and some that the, that the Lord was showing me. Um, humility is like every other resource and it has to be renewed every day because I found myself struggling with things that I know that I knew, knew better than to do things that God had showed me before and it's coming back again and you think that okay yeah I learned this I'm good and then you stop focusing on the thing that God told you to do that's that's what um, super beneficial that he even brought that up um, he said that it makes no sense to say not so and Lord in the same sentence, you know, just because you think you can't do it or you think that it's not right. We don't get to tell the Lord not so and call him Lord. Um, um, oh, I love this. Submission is an attitude and obedience is an action. 
that was fantastic. And it cleared up so many other places. Um, submission and obedience are um, in the word. Um, Sam's been talking on Tuesdays just about, you know, wives submitting to the husbands. I'm not saying I'm going to be disobedient. I'm just saying. He said, if your husband says, hey, go put on the red dress. Uh, no, you shouldn't do that, but still have a submissive heart towards him. And so I feel like that cleared up a lot. Um, we can use our God-given freedom to be obedient and share the gospel. The submission in that to maybe a nation where we're not supposed to is uh, being willing to suffer the consequences. And that was like, okay, cause you don't want to break rules. <laughs> My daughter says, I break rules. You don't wanna break rules, but you want to be obedient to God. So I just loved how just that whole concept just clearly drew lines in my mind. Um, we need to have um, a submissive heart, whether or not we obey and measure success differently. Um, our job is simply to be obedient and do what God has told us to do. I love this. I don't know if I got the uh, number of years right. Please correct me if I'm wrong. But he said, Noah preached for 120 years and only eight people got on the boat and God was pleased, you know? So I am going to do a personal application on this one. So all the work that he did, the building and the preaching, he was obedient and that was enough. So personally, I have books and things that I'm doing. And part of the struggle that I had was like, okay, well, how do I get results? Air quotes. How do I get results? So God didn't tell me to get results. He told me to put the word out there, you know? And so, um, a part of the humility that I needed was not thinking about what other people are thinking about what I'm thinking about, you know, like it doesn't matter how so-and-so feels about what I'm doing or what they're thinking. Oh, I don't want them to think I'm trying to, you know, be a super famous. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? The humility comes from, oh, God told me to do this, so I'm going to do it. And that was super freeing to me. Um, I need to stop judging my obedience on how successful. Yep. Um, I'd become fearful, I realized, you know, and then I got all tangled up in the things of the world and I didn't have my affection set on things above anymore. Um, uh, George Grace taught on studying the Bible. I love it. <laughs> when he preached on um, the mystery of Babylon, you know, I've read that for like ever. And I'm like, mm, I wonder what it, I wonder will I ever know? Probably won't know. And then he's like, here it is. I'm like, that makes so much sense. Why would it be something that's not already in the Bible when the Bible defines itself? So that was awesome. And I don't know anything. I need to both spend more time in the word and I need to take a LF, more LFBI classes. Um, the time I've spent in the word, it kind of reminds me of what Sean was saying because I, I get in there and I get something like, oh, that's awesome. And I close it and I go about my day. I don't really just sit and soak and, you know, like, like I could be, like I should be, like I want to. And I feel like that also contributed to me just being in a bad place mentally. I was, I was eating like spiritual snacks, <laughs> you know? And if you walk around eating like, you know, chips and stuff all day, yeah, you won't be hungry, but you won't feel good. You know, so I wasn't feeling good. Um, Adam, not Adam, <laughs> Alan talked about um, Elijah and Elisha. And one thing that really stood out to me is he said, if you don't ask God um, to do or to be like your mentor and discipler, it's not going to happen. You know, you follow, you look, you know, you think about it, you compare. But if you don't ask God, like that's super important thing to remember. Um, be watchful or you will be weary. And he referenced um, the disciples sleeping while Jesus was praying. Um, so on one hand, yeah, we need to be watchful. And on the other hand, Jesus as our example and big brother, like even if my friends are sleeping, it doesn't mean I just lay down too. You know what I mean? I still have to be watchful myself and be, be prayerful. Um, charity without... Char charity without expecting anything in return, even love, you know, like it's so many different ways that this applies, but like kids, for example, you expect them to be grateful. 
they're not. It doesn't matter if you sacrifice and stayed up and like, oh no, I have to make sure they have every, all the fun. They will still complain, you know, it's going to happen. And even like people in your lives, you're helping. Like I give you like my everything. And I took my shirt off my back and it's like, you're expecting something in return. That's not charity. You know, like I need to focus more on giving because God is a good giver. And that's what he supplies my need, you know? Um, uh, anyone speaking should be speaking oracles of God um, and minister in the power that God gives and not in our own strength. I wasn't too bad, was it? That's all I got. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so guys, um, you guys have to so there's some things that I just kind of came to mind, you know, when they were speaking, uh, so we can kind of take another short respite and even just to be praying about this thing. And in 1 Peter 5, 8, it says, uh, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And I was thinking about that in light of what it was that Sean was saying, that, you know, it's like, I need to make a commitment to grow. And, you know, I wrote just as a, with an exclamation, don't audit <laughs> LFBI classes and that you can lack, you can lack focus. Why are you, why do you come to Midtown? I mean, like what, what at this point, what is it? Is it because there's opportunity to learn the word of God and then to be involved in ministry? Or is it now just a social club? Man, we, if it's a social club, we are in trouble. Be sober, be vigilant. I mean, that's like you, you're ready. Then when life is throwing something at you, you're not like getting doubled over and responding wickedly or poorly or, or just I'm a quit or any of those things, right? You have to remember, you have an adversary that is seeking to destroy you. You cannot forget that. It's not a cartoon. It's not a movie. It's real. And so I love that Brother Sean reminded us of that. And then with Maria, in Proverbs 15, it says, The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. Man. Nobody likes being humbled by the Lord. Those are not fun lessons. I mean, not at all. I mean, if we just, let's just be honest about it. Like if you, they do not feel good. They are not timely according to your schedule, right? But before honor is humility. And so versus trying to always make sure that I exalt myself, how about I exalt the Lord? And put myself in a position that just simply says, okay, I agree with you. I'm not going to wrestle with you. I'm not going to fight you. Because I know you mean good for me. Get all these done, right? And so those are the two things that I think we need to pray for. Let's pray for our soberness. Let's pray to not just be so surprised when it's hard. You are a believer in Jesus Christ. And the Lord took a lot of lumps for you. And remember, like I always like to remind you, it got worse after his prayer in the garden. The amount of disrespect was worse. So just because you had a good ACR and you make a couple choices, do you, I'm telling you, it will not be easier. It will not be. The devil right now is plotting and sharpening knives and getting ready to throw those darts at you. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? So we got to pray for our soberness. We got to be vigilant, guys. I need the men in this class to co-labor with me and protecting what we see, what happens with our ladies. We got a lot of single ladies in here. Man, I can't let some wolf take one of my ladies away. That's no. <laughs> okay. So we protect, 
If we had to give some lumps to a wolf, praise the Lord in Jesus' name. <laughs> give him some lumps. And some of those lumps, you know, it could be invite that person into Bible study, have coffee with them. Hey, man, how you doing? Okay, ladies, stick with me. I know you might have a weird thing with your own dad, but you got to make space for me to be in that, that person in your life. I'm telling you, stop doing it on your own. It ain't working. Be sober. Be vigilant. The Lord has on purpose given you protection. Use it. Let's pray for that. Let's pray to submit to that. And then with humility, guys, listen, um, let's have that fear of the Lord. It's easy to be humble when you know who's the most powerful and it ain't you. <laughs> okay. And so um, let's pray those things. Let's set our heart right. And then uh, we'll have our next uh, speakers, which will be the Donovans or Justin. <laughs> Is your wife in here? Yes, sir. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we just consider um, just how you're working in the lives of those individuals that have just shared, um, Lord, we consider um, a family structure with you as the head and Lord, you, you're so good as a father. Um, you're loving, you protect, you instruct. Um, Lord, you never leave us hanging and uh, you're always welcoming, you're always inviting us in. And Lord, as we just consider uh, being within that structure, Lord, um, that's not something that we always do for one another. Um, and Lord, we want to follow your example. Lord, we, you've moved us uh, in ACR. And Lord, help us to just have eyes to see what really is going on with us, the, whether it's the trials or the successes that we have, the unexpected, um, you know, events. Lord, I pray that we wouldn't be a class of people that are moved by our emotions, moved by circumstances, as if you have no say-so on how it goes. Lord, forgive us of that. Lord, for, forgive us of obeying our flesh and just thinking that we owe it something, that we have to give it whatever it desires. Lord, it's been said in my prayer group that sometimes the enemy doesn't have to do anything because our flesh is already winning. Father, keep us, I'm begging you, as a shepherd of this class, Lord, that I would have sons and daughters that hear the invitation, that see what it is that we're doing, that, that collectively um, we would move as a unit, as you lead and guide us. Lord, I have no desire to lord over them. I just, I don't want anything from you, but how to lead them. Lord, they need it. Lord, I desire that my heart. I love this great people that you've allowed me to shepherd. But Lord, our eyes are caught on many things. Lord, help us to have a narrow focus on you. Lord, to the men that they would see what it is that they get a, a, a part of and, and how, Lord, they can grow and develop in, in this place and, and be accounted faithful in the ministry protectors, uh, guides, fathers. Lord, some of them have that title in their home and some of them should have that title in this church. Lord, would you call us up? And Lord, for the ladies that still can be shepherds and evangelists, Lord, it will only come from submission. It is a dangerous thing for a woman to go her own way. She just comes out from all the protections that you have in place. Lord, I pray that no woman in this class would do that. 
And Lord, that all of us in humility would bow our heart. Lord, our, our ambitions, our desires to you. And that we would agree with you and stop making little fights with you or little, re little rebellions. Lord, that's not your heart for us. Lord, we don't even know how to be good family members. Lord, your word tells us, though. And I pray, help us to just understand the structure that you have set up. Help us to model to that lost world and to those wayward believers what a real family looks like. Lord, we, we are desperate. We, we need you to uh, do a work. And um, Lord, we can't try harder. That's just exhausting. And so Father, I just pray, it just really it's about surrender at this point. That we would surrender our way to you. Um, we would surrender our desires to you. Um, Lord, that that you would build up uh, right family dynamics and that we would, we would operate as a family, not just separate individuals that do and think whatever they want. Or help us to be together, connect us. Um, or we thank you for everything you're doing. Or just thank you for these things that are just coming up. We need it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now we'll have uh, Brother Justin. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Justin Donovan. Um, my wife is not here yet. Little Our little girl had a, uh, we'll just say that we had to change some clothes right before we left. Uh, she's still just a year old, so mom was going to be on time and now she's not and that happens um uh natalie is my wife and our little girl is cynthia um i don't know the the biggest thing that i took away from from all church retreat personally was i'm really 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 good at fitting god in um i have had a habit for years of reading a few chapters during lunch might read a couple more at night right before I go to sleep, things like that. But I'm really good at making my schedule work and fitting God into that schedule. And um, George Grace and some of the other guys just kind of hammered that point home on me is it doesn't matter my schedule. I'm not, I'm not fitting God into my schedule. I'm supposed to be fitting my schedule around God. Um, God, we, we talk about it here all the time. God is supposed to be our focus and it's supposed to be what we're focusing on. And I'm guilty of not doing that very often. I'm guilty of focusing on work and making sure my family's doing okay. And okay, God, I got a few extra minutes tonight. I can, I can fit you in somewhere. And I, I had, to, uh, had to do a little apologizing to, to our Lord because that's not what he's called us to do and it's not what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, so for those of you that do know me fairly well, hold me accountable to that because like I say, I'm really good at fitting God in, but I need to fit me into God and I, I need to be better at that. So I, I give you permission if you know me well to, to hold me accountable for that. So. Okay. We still have something uh, to pray. Thanks, Justin, for that. And just sharing that and just being honest. I mean, man, that how many of us do that? <laughs> right? Yeah, guilty, <laughs> right? You get busy, and you know, all it takes is one thing that you didn't start the day right, and then boy, it's like a domino effect. And next thing you know, you might not have read all day. Now you're out there talking to people <laughs> with your flesh, <laughs> you know, and not bathe in the word of God. And so you shouldn't be surprised at the response of their eyes, their eyebrows go up like, I can't believe you just said that. Well, sorry, I don't have any time in the word because I'm fitting God in. And um, there was something that, you know, you want to just think about that Jesus says that he is the way. 
the life and the truth. It's like there are all of those aspects, everything. There's nothing you can do without him. Well, you know, like ultimately to that point, we do when we get our salvation, we just kind of, you just go through the motions, right? And um, we forget just how preeminent he is. So can we pray for lordship, for him to actually be our Lord? Because man, that, that changes a lot of things. He doesn't work for you, even though he does. You work for him. He's the king, right? He's our king. And so the thing is, is like, man, can we just ask the Lord to like be that, that, that we would move him to the right place that he actually deserves to be in? Even though he's there, I gotta, I gotta put him there in my life so that everything that I do essentially just falls to his feet. Because if not, what I'll do is I'll start raising it up. You know how it is. We, wanna, we don't wanna be guilty to be um, lighthearted about that. It's disrespectful. That's why I, I, I use that terminology a lot of times when I'm preaching, considering that. Because we got to understand, we sometimes we flirt around with it. It's disrespectful for us to carry that name and his name not be elevated. Okay, so Lordship, let's pray for that. Heavenly Father, uh, we do consider uh, John 14. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Uh, never any clearer than that uh, about your preeminence. I mean, you are the, the gatekeeper to the Father. And um, Lord, uh, sometimes um, because grace is real, because mercy is real, sometimes, Lord, we treat you like you don't even own the gate. And um, Lord, would you forgive us of that? Lord, thank you for being gracious enough to allow us to have moments like this where we can just kind of look in our hearts and go, man, I, you're not Lord right now. You're not Lord in that situation. Um, you're not Lord in that relationship. Um, you know, you're not Lord at work. Lord, it's times like these where we get a chance to just kind of have an honest look and just thank you so much just for not destroying us or being disappointed. Uh, it's by your love, Lord, that, <laughs> man, we get healed, we get comfort, we get, hey, son, hey, daughter, that's not right. And so, Lord, we just recognize that before you that, um, Lord, you are preeminent. Yeah. We need to agree. Um, with the Father, with the Word, the Holy Spirit, with you. Um, Lord, um, help us. Would you look into these situations as Lord? Would you look into our relationships? Lord, help us with our children. Um, or just, you know, hearing Sean's heart for his son and just knowing that relationship's just been growing and uh, the respect of, of, of his father. Lord, I, I pray that we would have hearts like that, that we would not listen to friends, but that we would say, no, I'm talking to my father. Lord, I, I'm so moved by that. Lord, help me to have the same heart Be with us. Thank you for not pushing us away. And help us, Lord, when we do the same to you. Lord, keep calling us. Lord, even those that are away for whatever's troubling them, or maybe it's, it's legit, but Lord, they need to put it aside. Lord, call them. Um, Lord, don't let the, our blessings destroy us. The things that you've given us to steward, don't let them destroy us, Lord. 
You are the gift giver. You are the provider. You are the healer. Um, Lord, thank you so much for everything. Um, Lord, I mean, we, we could make a list that, that has no end for the things that we should be thankful for. And uh, maybe today, Lord, can be the beginning of actually being grateful children, uh, not children who are displeased with, with what it is that you have done and, and looking for something new, something bigger. Lord, I pray that we would just be satisfied with you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, I think uh, we have time for uh, one more. That's the Brother Jelks. Come up and share what it is you learn. And... Is this, is that far down enough? Is that okay? Okay. Okay, the spot is real, and he just put me on it. Um, so this year was my first year going to our church retreat. And so year after year, I hear you guys come back and it's just really good report. And I'm like, oh man, I missed out. Oh man, and work this and work that. And, you know, guilty, you know, putting work before God, guilty. Um, so I got on it early and I requested the time off and it was like, okay, you get the time off. So yay, I'm going to all church retreat, except for I have to miss the first day because I couldn't get that day. And so I'm coming in the second day, but before then, um, you know, my sons and I, we've been kind of reading through the book of John and Gordon asked me to uh, serve the one-year-olds. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll serve, but I don't want to because they poop. I'm not cool with that, okay? They, the poop is real. So, you know, so I get to, uh, where am I? John 13 and, or is it 14? 13 or 14 and he's with his disciples and he's washing feet, okay. And he, he turns to his disciples and he said, you call me Lord, you call me master and I'm doing this for you, I'm, I'm serving you. Doesn't that seem kind of strange? Oh, no, 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 this is an example of how you are to treat one another. So, okay, in Jesus name, I have to change some poop and I'm going to love it because, you know, this is the example that Christ gives for us, the, the, the servitude of it also. Uh, so my notes are a little bit everywhere because it was a lot of people speaking. So the first day I come in, um, I, I, I'm trying not to have that gripe. Like, ah, this is my first year. I'm about to go and spiritually eat. I mean, steak and potatoes of the word. That's how I feel. I'm about to go eat, but ah, I gotta go serve. And it's, it's this honorable thing and my Lord will do it. And so I'm gonna do it. So uh, then Gordon again asked me, hey, you wanna be on dad patrol? <sighs> Gordon, it's my first year. I want to go eat the steak and potatoes. This is all these mighty men of God. I, I, I want to go hear it. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll do that, Patrol. This is this honorable thing because my Lord was. So I signed up for it. So in my mind, it's just, hey, I'm going to run in real fast. Everything okay? Run back out. And everything was okay. That's the report. No, not this year. The kids are a little bit crazy this year. So <laughs> I need you dads to stay with the class. Like I was supposed to to just go and check and then go back to the where the men and the steak and potatoes are. That's that's my whole deal. I want the steak and potatoes. I don't want the craziness of that. So again, here I am fighting that whole ah, me, me, me. I, I, I wanted to do this, but God is breaking me down. Did you just not read how I'm an example of good work? Like do this, do this. I guarantee you it's enough to go around. So I'm hearing examples and good preaching. Um, so uh, a, a few of my takeaways after, you know, I had to get over myself and do this thing. Um, service is good. It, it just is. 
So again, if you're not serving anywhere, you're, you're kind of missing out. Like that, that's my deal. Like how dare me come into this place with these people and not do anything, man. Sometimes I'm lazy. Like I don't double down. I'm just, just, it's all about me. How can I get fed? Are you feeding? Like, are you in your Bible to feed? Like that type of deal. Um, so, um, my prayer life, you know, is it sustaining? Is it, am I, am I getting first the word of God and praying uh, for what I've read out of the word of God? In the morning, sometimes, uh, I think it was um, Miles, I, my mornings are like that sometimes, if you can remember, I think it was just last Sunday where he was just like, well, I'm up and oh, my phone just rang and ping and oh, and my coffee's not hot enough. I got to go warm it back up. And then two hours later, it's time for me to take a shower. Three hours later, I'm, I'm getting ready for work and I'm headed out the door and I'm answering in the flesh. Oh, guilty as charged. And then sometimes it's just really sweet where my prayer through what I just read is sustaining my day because if it's left up to me, I'm going to burn down everything I got and everything you got. And I'm just going to be like this tyrant. And I don't know if I'm the lion that's roaring like, Oh Lord, help me kill that devil. Like, so, um, and it's also the, the persistence of it. It's just not this one off. I had a good day. Yeah. That's sustained me for the rest of the week. This really good day is, it's all I need for the, no, 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 it's moment by moment, time after time after time, minute after minute, I need to be praying. Um, Ephesians 6, the thing, Colossians, the thing, continue in prayer and, and watch with thanksgiving. Like that has to be my life from moment to moment. Um, so it was John 13. There's that note. Uh, so um, Pastor Grace he, he hits you with one of those, boom, know your Bible, and then prove it. Like, that's how I felt like he was looking at me. Prove it. Why do you believe what you believe? Okay. Let me go Let me go study. So I'm guilty of, like, having the 20-year plan of FBI. You know, I'm guilty of that. I, why am I not doing what's next? Why am I not a part of this Bible study? That, that's me being convicted of very same things you're hearing from the spirit I'm hearing too. And it's punching me all around. So uh, uh, the Bible is a Jewish book. Riddle me that. Uh, writ, written to a people for our benefit. Like I want, I like benefits too. Like maybe I should probably read the thing and live the thing out. Um, because when you're reading it, you do find yourself in there. Like it's it's a magnificent book. Um, my wife, she used four times more words than I do, and if she was here, she would probably catch everything that I missed. Um, so uh, pray for her this morning. She is doing that good thing. She is serving the body, and um, pray for her patience <laughs> because sometimes it is rough. And that's just a dash of my retreat. Thanks, Mark. Okay, so um, with the uh, four minutes that we have left, one of the things I was I was thinking about, you know, everything works out to okay. So we've done some self examination, and a lot of times, what happens is when you self examine, there becomes uh, self hatred. Uh, because you really start seeing your shortcomings for what they are. But let me remind you of something. Nothing that you uh, don't do, aren't faithful in, uh, haven't committed to uh, being faithful or, or any of that is a surprise to the Lord. And he loves you. And because you have breath and you woke up today, you get an opportunity to actually not fall in the mold that you may do from that you did yesterday, maybe. So now here's this, Ephesians 4, 1 through 3 says this, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. How? With all lowliness and meekness, with longsuffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring, toiling, sweat, work, 
to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. The things that are facing us, the, th the things that the Lord has put in front of us will not be easy to get. We will have to work for it. We'll have to be working to be unified in here, unified with our leaders in the church, unified as husband and wife or with our children. It's going to take work. But here's the thing that was interesting about that is that he said, right, walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. So to Mark's point, it's not just about you getting better. You need to be worthy according to his definition so that when he puts you to work, you're not a castaway. That you're not shipwrecked. Remember, that's how it started. And we've been talking about that. that do you realize from Sam to when Alan said it and then George Grace got that whole concept of the shipwreck thing, the Lord is saying it a lot for a reason. Because we have the ability to bring others down. So why don't we bring others up? Provoke one another unto good works. Fight for unity. Fight for unity. You may have to even on some level fight for unity with me. And I love you. And I know sometimes you may not like what I'm saying from up here or the counsel that I've given, but I love you. Do you believe that? I'm fighting to be unified with you. And if you push me away, my arms are still going to be like this. I learned that from somebody. That's how he is. Okay, so no self-hatred. This is self-examination. We see where we, where we lack, and then we ask the Lord to move that it will be better. What opportunity will he give us, even maybe as we're just walking across the street? Will you get an opportunity to double down? Will you have a positioned heart that's ready to hear whatever it is that's going to happen? I don't know, because Sam and I were talking about that. And normally he gets a break, but I don't know if he's going to get it this Sunday. Is he preaching? Do you know? So Pops is preaching. Pops is preaching. You realize that I'm positioning your heart every time I mention that because I'm telling you what my viewpoint is. So I'm going to hear Pops preach. I want to hear what Lord, the Lord laid on his heart. And then I'm going to look to where can I apply that in my life? And today has been beautiful, y'all. These are one of these times when we do this. That's why I love y'all. Y'all are a special group. And so, listen, can we just consider, let's just close in prayer. I will pray. Um, and then let's go here, Pops. Let's be on time. Let's be timely. Let's, when people try to stop us, let, I, hey, I got to get in there. Come in there. Sing with me. Sit with me. Okay? Let's not delay. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much. Just, I, that's, just thank you. Thank you for being patient. Thank you for second and third and fourth chances. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for sitting in that throne. Lord, thank you for giving us your spirit, a completed word of God in the body of Christ. Thank you for those hardships, Lord, that force us to be desperate for you. Thank you for our spouses, our children, our jobs, our neighbors. Thank you for giving us influence. Lord, I pray that all of that thanksgiving will work out to glory to you. Lord, we don't, we don't want to examine ourselves in such a way that we just stand still. Lord, Move us forward. You move us. I, I kind of think about it like, you know, when you, you dance with your dad and you just stand on his feet and every move that he makes, you're making it. Lord, I believe this class has a heart position to do the same. And so, Lord, feed us when we go and listen to Pops preach.
Lord, thank you for the leadership of our church. Lord, thank you for George Grace. Lord, thank you for the trotters and just getting to see them and talk to them. And Lord, I pray that they felt love and were refreshed. Lord, just thank you for Angela getting to lay eyes on her. How sweet that was, Lord. Lord, just thank you for this group. Lord, keep us together. Keep us with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now-ish? <laughs> okay. Hey, just a, real quick, because we got to go. Be standing up, because <laughs> we got to get out of here. But let's, let's just, in an attitude of prayer. Hey, Heavenly Father, Lord, we do need to come back to you. Brother Kenny Gracier and Brittany Gracier, she's the one that's pregnant. She is the one that's had that beach ball in her stomach for all this time, Lord. And Lord, her heart is that she is desiring for a healthy baby. Lord, would it be your will? Would you bring a, a healthy screaming baby that will come up in a, in a beautiful family and have the opportunity for the gospel? Lord, we're just asking, just be in this situation where we pray that it will work out as smooth as labor can be, which is not smooth. But Lord, healthy baby, healthy mama, and a husband that is willing to do and support and serve all of his family. Lord, thank you for the, for the joy of life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.